Hello and welcome to the ServiceNow Executive Circle UK&I podcast. I'm Kat Finch and today I'm joined by Kelly Stephen-Ways, the CTO of ServiceNow and former CEO and founder of Hitchworks. Yes, thank you. It's lovely to be here. We're here today to obviously talk about the world of employee experience and what is happening and what is changing. But tell us, why did you found Hitchworks? What was the problem you were looking to solve? So one of the biggest issues in organizations today is that we have so many hidden figures. Uh, we ha- we don't really know the people uh, that are in our organizations. Sure, we know their name and their title, but we don't know so much about them. So I wanted to create a way, a dynamic way, a digital way that we could excavate all those great skills uh, that are a part of individuals, their experiences, even their aspirations and their hobbies so that we could match them uh, to exciting opportunities. We could tap them on the shoulder digitally, uh, meet them where they're working and give them great opportunities for career paths, uh, connecting with other people, other mentors. Um, And I thought a lot of good outcomes would come from that. Number one, we would tap all this capacity in organizations, um, but we would also, uh, you know, create a lot of goodwill and engagement and hopefully innovation. Did it come from a, a personal background or story? And, and Absolutely. Um, so the inside gig, which was, of course, the the, uh, the title of my book that I released in 2020, um, really came from the fact that I myself had a jungle gym career, as I call it. Um, I got bored really easily inside of roles because they were so strictly defined and I wanted to color outside the lines. Um, And I felt that most people probably were like that. They had more to give, more to contribute. Um, And it also came from the story around my mother, who in her 40s decided to change her career from a bookkeeper to uh, a law enforcement officer, uh, which was crazy for her to go from a sedentary job Uh, to uh, the academy, one of the toughest academies in the country in Los Angeles, and try to become a law enforcement officer, which she did with Flying Colors. Unfortunately, she lost her life doing that role. Um, And it served as a burning platform for me to say so many people can be reimagined, can learn, can grow. They're not fixed human beings. And we need to facilitate that at scale. And, and I guess a lot of people, especially us women, we have a lot of skills to things to offer that don't necessarily read out on a CV as they normally would, but skills that we can give into other roles. That's right. I think women have, um, on International Women's Day, I'm going to make this statement, I think women have a lot of superpowers. I was recently asked that question, what are the superpowers that women have? I think one of them is just that we can really find the win-win in a lot of uh, situations. I think we uh, approach uh, many problems with empathy, being able to see things from multiple sides. If you think about being in a critical negotiation, um, there doesn't have to be a winner and a loser. There can actually be a situation where both people win. So I think that that is a superpower we bring to the table. And if we had more of that, if we had more female leaders, we'd probably see a lot more win-win situations. And then obviously the pandemic has has shifted things, shifted the way things and how we work. What has that meant to, to Hitchworks in the last couple of years and what you were trying to bring to the fore um, for employee experience? I think the pandemic, although I would never want to say yay for a pandemic, um, it did serve as a tailwind for Hitch and what we were trying to accomplish because we were creating, a, I'll use a Bill McDermott term, the all-weather platform, right? We were trying to create something that in 
when your company is contracting, your company is growing, the solution was going to help you. So when you're contracting, uh, you could redeploy talent very easily because you could you know, match people to work that need to get done. Um, when your company was growing rapidly, you could find people who could take work on and grow and develop and create a great employee experience. So if we could uh, serve those use cases at any time, because all companies go through economic cycles, then we were going to be massively successful. And of course, the, the pandemic, we saw winners and losers. Uh, we saw a lot of companies struggling. We saw a lot of companies growing. Um, and so we were, um, we were uh, not having any churn. Our customers were getting the results. And I think uh, it proved very successful for Hedge. And then obviously like, and today with sort of ebbs and flows around the great resignation, the great rebalance, um, I guess that level of detail and insight is enabling businesses to ride those waves, those trends we're seeing. I think that's, that is true because when we think about the great reset, um, I think we saw the employer value proposition changing. <laughs> like we... Um, when times are really good, I think we feel really powerful as a company. We can make decisions. We don't maybe need to personalize or customize those experiences. I think when it flipped to the other side and people were you know, voting with their feet and they were saying, they're really screaming for more democratization of work and more choices, more personalization, we all had to think about it. And so uh, you know, things like quiet quitting, um, I think you know companies like ServiceNow have a unique ability to offer you know our customers a way to flip that flip the script and kind of allow for a lot more personalized, customized experiences. Who are you? What do you care about? What do you need? And we can actually serve that up to you. So Kelly, by zooming too far in on individual trends like quiet quitting, the great rebalance, how much are we losing the bigger picture on what is happening in the world of enterprise business and the employee experience? The data can whiplash you if you're not looking at the right things. Um, I think the one headline in all of it is that we need to look way deeper under the hood. We need to ask individuals, uh, back to how we would think in marketing about consumers, we need to make our employees consumers, right? We need to understand what is right for you at what time. I mean, if you asked me, do I like being a remote worker? I would say, absolutely, I love the flexibility sometimes. Uh, sometimes I'd love to come to the office, but give me a reason to come into the office. I'm coming to the office not so I can sit on Zoom in the office because I can do that at home, but I want to connect with human beings. So make that, uh, make that exchange of value really real. You said something really interesting there about making employees the consumer. And obviously, ServiceNow, we talk a lot about total experience, the, the merging of a customer experience and employee experience. Do you see one going before the other or do you see them totally intertwined now? Absolutely not. I think that we we were trained, I think, in marketing to think about our, our we, we created personas, we have segments, we, we try to, in advertising, we try to target very specific um, people and I think we have to do the same thing with our employees. In fact, I used to say I was a CHRO for 13 years in technology. I said, I would love to be the chief employee and customer experience officer because I want to apply the same principles to employees that we apply to our end customer. So while we're wowing our customers, we need to wow our employees at the same time. 
Um, so Kelly, obviously uh, Hitchworks is picking up on more than just people's CV and what's written. It's about their skills, their hobbies, their personal interests. And that way businesses can have more empathy toward individual employees. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you bring that to life with Hitchworks? You are not a single surface, a one-dimensional being. And I think that as work and life are so much intertwined now, um, and that we have the technically the capability to capture that information and data, the more we know about you, the more we can create a vibrant experience for you at work. And work is also this, a social fabric. I mean, we want you to connect with people that maybe in the office that you can play tennis with after work or um, they're interested in art or they love motorcycles and you're gonna go on a ride on the weekend. Um, we create, uh, I call that the speed of trust when people have relationships, the speed of innovation, the speed of trust really changes the game. I think, you know, we have to think about our employees much more like consumers. There's been quite a lot of discussion and it's a little contentious looking at AI um, and how technology could potentially take people's jobs. But equally, you've got to make sure there's not a bias toward one or the other. How do we make sure that the technology itself isn't biased, it only picks up on the data, the skills, certain keywords. How do you ensure we still have that, that human element toward finding the right skills um, in the people that we employ? Yeah, I th- well, I think that we can't be black and white on anything. I think we cannot let tech take over human interaction. So let's say we use, uh, we use skills information or skills AI to hire people. We don't want to take the human beings connecting in an interview because so much of your decision to join and our decision to hire you is about fit, is about connection. And so connection is not done digitally. As I remind my uh, Gen Z and Y uh, children, uh, connection is something that's also done uh, face to face and between two human beings. With all the data on Insight, have you looked into how to match make match make? Bill McDermott to the right project. Is he meant to be the CEO or do you think we need to be putting him in a different role? (laughs) I think, you know, what, okay, here's the thing, right? Bias, right? We would say, oh, he's so external facing. We're going to put him in front of all our customers. He's a marketing engine, but there's probably a lot more to Bill McDermott that we don't know. What if he is a secret artist or a poet or uh, a rock climber. I think we have to have a way to capture that information. We cannot just make assumptions uh, based on what we uh, observe, uh, you know, it live. And there's so much more underneath the surface that people bring to the table. So we have to ask Bill McDermott, what's one thing we don't know about you that we need to know? Definitely. And let's ask him that next time. And right. uh, we can uh, maybe put him into a new role within ServiceNow. That's right. <laughs> You've been listening to the ServiceNow UK and I Exec podcast. I'm Kat Finch. 